Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside. Today is February 19th and we're going to be talking about the Minecraft at home whitelisting poll. How exciting. Uh, you're welcome to join us every Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern in the Gridcoin Discord server where we talk about all things Gridcoin. If you're new, bring your questions. If you're old, bring your old oldness. Bring your wisdom. Let's go with that. And if you just want to learn about Gridcoin and blockchain tech, come on in anyway. Talk about some science and how we can we can make this stuff work for the betterment of all. Thank you. That was a nice recovery. I thought so too. <laughs> so uh, to quickly recap where we're at with the dev stuff and the foundation funds, uh, there is going to be another version of the poll. Uh, or, of, excuse me, there's going to be another, another version of the proposal drafted up. I'll get to that eventually. Hopefully this weekend, uh, and then that will be linked on the same GitHub thread. There will be a subsequent period of discussion, probably at least for a week, so we can have next Friday to discuss it. Uh, and then, if all is well, uh, as long as there are no are no major changes, we'll turn it into a proposal and poll, uh, and then it'll be going. Hopefully, they'll be going by the first week of March because I'm not going to be here. Uh, so no fireside in two weeks, guys. Uh, but that's where we're at. Uh, we're gonna add a couple people to the actual proposal. I think it's Delta and why can't I remember? It was in the comments to the GitHub. I, I'm just drawing a blank right now. Uh, and then there are a couple other uh, stipulations we'll edit, like the time release and stuff like that. Uh, oh, you guys should totally do your own fireside. And not, I'm not gone for two weeks. I will not be here in two weeks. So I'll be gone for one week. Maybe two weeks. I forget when we leave. Whatever. Uh, you guys will deal. Foxy's hosting. Uh, she's going to talk about Gridcoin in the woods. How trees can crunch science too. <laughs> uh Anyway, the big news this week then is the Minecraft at Home poll. I it looks legit. I haven't actually looked in the wallet, but it looks like it's moving. It's got all the requirements required, uh, all the requirements met. Three weeks posted in all the right places. They talked to Chip, who runs Minecraft at Home, and Chip's on board. Uh, so it just comes down to Gridcoin, the network, deciding whether or not to add it to the list. If you guys have opinions, throw them in the chat now. I'll bring them in. Um, once we get into that media discussion real quick, I'll describe the whitelist for anyone who doesn't know it. Um, Gridcoin is a blockchain. It has its currency, GRC. GRC is of value because it is it cannot be counterfeited and it is used to interact with a secure ledger. So because of that, because GRC is essentially a currency, uh, we don't want, first of all, any essentially Boink projects that can cheat the system getting into the network. Um, and the currency, as you probably already know, is distributed to people who crunch approved whitelist or approved Boink projects. So we want to make sure that we're not letting any cheating Boink project into our system that will steal all the rewards due to legitimate players uh, and really mess with our economics. So that's the really the base reason for a whitelist. But the uh, the cool side effect of having that defense mechanism, security mechanism in place, is that uh, well, the way we've implemented the whitelist is that we we ask the network of the network participants, the Gridcoin participants, to choose whether or not a whitelist or a project should be brought into the Gridcoin network and incentivized for GRC. 
Uh, another way, this could happen many different ways, right? You, there could just be a centralized entity. There could be one person that decides whether or not a project is going to be whitelisted or not. We decided not to implement that. It's always been a community vote uh, or a network-wide vote. And that's not going to change anytime soon or ever, hopefully, because the side effect of having a community-wide vote is an education round, a round of education around every Boink project that wants to get onto the Gridcoin uh, incentive structure into the Gridcoin whitelist. Uh, we can talk about legacy projects another day because th some of those projects weren't actually voted in. They were just put there from when Gridcoin started. But uh, in principle, every time a project is either seeking to be added to the Gridcoin network or is asked to be added to the Gridcoin network, people need to talk about the merits of that project and whether or not it deserves to be incentivized with Gridcoin. What that does is it makes people learn about the science, it makes the scientists teach about the science, and it makes everyone consider what this network represents as a whole, uh, what it stands for, what it, it, where it wants to put its value. It's able to, the network chooses what, in legacy terms, it chooses what is creating the GDP of the network. Is it, are we only going to whitelist biology products or biology projects, thereby creating our GDP uh, mechanism entirely, making our, our GDP entirely dependent on biology projects? Are we going to whitelist only math projects or, or what's creating the value behind the network, right? So uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, a, a nation generally does not get to decide what they put what creates the value of their nation the government does that we let the stakeholders decide stakeholders being those with grc because grc helps secure the ledger which is critical to the operation of gridcoin and those with magnitude magnitude meaning you essentially crunch whitelist of bank projects and the more you crunch the more magnitude you get so the more grc you have the louder your voice the more magnitude you have the louder your voice in in the voting process so that's how that works all right, so we have a discussion to be had then about Minecraft at home. It's already taken place. It's an awesome discussion to watch. People are debating the exactly what I just described. Do we want to add a project like Minecraft at home to the network? What's it? What value does it bring? Uh, should we only be a science-oriented uh, network? Well, what about the math projects? Does math even bring value to the network? And people are asking and answering these questions in respectful ways while also being able to disagree with passion. It's, it's awesome. All right, so let me catch up on the chat here because I was just reading that, saying that without being distracted as much as possible. <laughs> so uh, just real quick from the chat, Foxy's saying, sure, oh no, she's saying sure to, she's hosting the fireside when I'm not here. Uh, Rajan is saying, just do it probably also to that. Uh, Alan Man, though, says yes, just uh, because Minecraft. So yes to the whitelist there. Uh, Anant raises the question. The main concern has been, what is Minecraft doing and how is it advancing uh, science? Great. Uh, Rajan mentions that technically Minecraft is a social experiment. I would like to hear more about that. Uh, Call Me Foxy says she quit school because of the social experiment. Uh, <laughs> at least it wasn't wow, indeed. Uh, all right, so... Let's go off of what uh, Anant was asking here and feel free to cut me off or raise your hand in the chat and I'm happy to let you talk instead of me, whoever wants to raise their hand in the chat. Um, what is Minecraft doing to advance uh, science? Uh, 
I'm going to approach this actually from my own personal perspective. So anyone who listens to the Boink radio knows that Minecraft at Home is my absolute favorite Boink project because what it's doing, its effect is immeasurable. Uh, when Boink started, Boink was started by this guy, David Getty. David Getty is the guy who gathered everyone up uh, to build the SETI at Home project. And the reason they built SETI at Home is uh, because they were drunk, A, and B, because they all grew up watching the Apollo missions. And the Apollo missions galvanized an entire generation to become scientists. They inspired them to become scientists uh, because you're watching science happen. And it's just on your TV. And yes, it was because of the Cold War. And, you know, you got to you gotta kill the Ruskies or keep communism at bay, et cetera, right? We're past that. But that's that's what the Apollo missions were or the space race uh, and, and all that stuff. It inspired people. SETI at Home was an answer to the question, how can we create that again for a new generation? Uh, and they were drunk and they came up with, I'm not, I don't know they were drunk, but he, the story is they were at a bar. Right? I'm assuming they were a little drunk. <laughs> the story is they said, hey, aliens, why not? Right? Essentially. So they created SETI at home and it works. It brought in, uh, in its first like couple days of operations, hundreds of thousands of people into distributed computing just because the chance, just because the, the mystery, the fun, right? And that screensaver. The screensaver is in the original proposal that asks for funds. This, int- this screensaver that shows you what you're doing. That was a critical part of Boink or of SETI at home, uh, because it's engaging. It engages the public. Uh, and as SETI at home progressed, it ended up with millions and millions of participants over the years. I don't know the numbers, but it's a ridiculous amount of people who have contributed to SETI at home. Uh, and it's a shame it's, it's a dead project now. But at the same time, it really has lost its thunder over the years. Uh, it, it's been picked up recently because of um, that thunder was that mantle, the torch, whatever, was picked up by the COVID projects because people realized that they could contribute, they could engage uh, in something that was not just interesting and not just fun like the SETI at Home project was, but more of a national security threat like the Apollo project was, uh, the Apollo missions, COVID. I can participate in helping cure COVID to save lives and save the world. Uh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll participate in that. I'll get energized about that. Awesome. What Minecraft at Home is doing is exactly what the Apollo missions did, exactly what SETI at Home did, exactly what the coronavirus projects are doing, but because it's fun, and that's very powerful. If we want to build a future where there are scientists for science's sake, for because discovery, because the thrill of science is something worth uh just fighting for or, or experiencing or doing. Science is fun because it's fun. Uh, you want to get people interested in science uh, from them doing something fun. That's why Bill Nye was so successful. He made science fun. And uh, a lot of people were like, oh, if science is fun, I want to have fun. So I'm going to go do science, right? So <laughs> Minecraft at Home is taking that same energy, that same vision and perspective and giving it to distributed computing at Boink. And you can see the results of their project. They bring in millions of views on their videos. When they discover seeds, they bring in thousands, tens of thousands of participants. I actually don't know the numbers offhand. Uh, And then when they run out of work, because they do run out of work, uh, when they complete a project and before they create a new one, uh, we'll talk about that part in a second. Uh, But when they run out of work, they direct their participants to other Boink projects. They are clearly here for the ecosystem, to build the Boink ecosystem. Uh, to bring people into distributed computing, to bring people into the scientific process. Uh, having also talked to Chip and other 
members of the Minecraft at Home team. They're great people. They are here for the right reasons and they ask great questions and they're doing the right stuff. So they're not just like, it's not Bitcoin utopia, right? They're, they're doing fun, cool stuff. Um, so the, the, to hit on the point I, I mentioned a second ago, they run out of work when they complete their, their projects, like finding the tallest cactus, finding the world seed, stuff like that. And then they create a new project. And cr to use Boink within Minecraft is not straightforward from what I understand. They have to come up with different methods on how they can, <laughs> how they can crunch Minecraft. Uh, and that, the result of that is just creativity in the distributed computing space. So, uh, yeah, I got that gift. Shark, come on, man. Cool it with the flashing gifts. <laughs> so, so the result is just creativity in the distributed computing space. And uh, I saw someone mention in one of the chats, I don't remember where, but just like, who knows what's going to come from that? Uh, and who knows who they're going to inspire with Minecraft at home? And if we can incentivize people through GRC to get in there, uh that that's awesome they're gonna bring a lot of popularity to the grc to gridcoin project because it, they have a huge user base uh and it's not just like a, it, it that's not the only reason that we would want to whitelist them we would want to whitelist them because of all the things i've said and they have a huge user base that's that's insanely valuable when you're trying to build a small project like gridcoin right so uh i personally think we should do it uh, and then, of course, the last point is we all know that one day humanity is going to destroy the Earth and we're going to have to live inside of Minecraft. So we have to discover everything we can about Minecraft right now before that happens so that when it happens, we know where the cactus are and how to survive. So uh, <laughs> that's, I think yeah, that's the most that's important point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th those are just my opinions, though. I have not actually... Oh, well, okay. The The points against that I have read are it's not science. It's not pure science. It's more mathematics. It's um, it's not cool. what the network represents. But that last one is kind of vague. So I'm, I'm going to leave that to those people to, that yeah. say that to explain what that means. We have, math, we have pure math projects on here already. I mean, that it's, yeah. a, it's a misnomer that, that Gridcoin is just a science coin. And I'll remind everybody that, that science is applied math, right? Science rests on mathematics. Can someone get that XKCD uh, right. image that, that has math at the end? You know? <laughs> but you're right, Jim. Math is the foundation of all science. It's the language of the universe. And that's why we have mathematics problems. We can talk about whether, like, Colas conjecture is the math problem we want on our network. But Colas is one of those legacy projects. Uh, yeah, so it, it's the, I don't think the math question applies here. Um, the, do we want to be an only science network, like a, a hard science network, I think is a valid question. My opinion immediately is my, my instinct, my reaction is no, we don't want that. Um, consider the following. <laughs> if you catch the reference, rock on. All right. So there is a lot of value to science and distributed computing, but distributed computing can go far beyond science and make the world a better place that outside of the scientific realm. Uh, clearing houses on stock markets are something that's, that are in the news these days. Um, if you can build a, a financial tools on a distributed network, uh, you are going to solve a lot of problems in the financial world. Uh, just as a simple example, without getting too far into it. So, when it do we do we want to have a network that is open 
to build it to boink projects that end up being market maker tools or or uh, prediction networks or stuff like that. Um, I would like to say yes, we don't. We, yes, we want to leave the door open. We don't want to shut it right now, and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But if we shut that door right now and ingrain in our ethos that we're only hard science, uh, we're going to close off a lot of potential. Uh, that sort of tech that I'm alluding to is not quite there yet, so it's not a road we're going to cross anytime soon. But I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of these tools, um, as they evolve out of the legacy systems, are going to be built on distributed networks because they just involve supercomputers. And there you go. Um, well, I, I think a very strong argument can be made that while Minecraft is fun, it's also it's also very squarely and validly within the within the realms of uh, computer science. You know. Oh? The, the, and by the way, I don't know whether you've seen, I think you saw from the discussion that, you know, the current problem is the maximum cactus height, right? But there are other types of problems that they can also uh, explore in Minecraft worlds, such as, you know, the the limit, you know, there's a, there's there's seed problems about, ran, you know, Minecraft is a seeded world, right? So each world generates, derives from a seed, but there are all sorts of things related to seed value generation that they can explore too. So, I mean, it's, you know there are some ap applications to computer science that are uh, that are not just you know let's let's go make a kid happy by finding out the highest cactus you can find in the world right so it's 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 just as valid as some of the other things we've seen so i i i really think uh, it, it fits within the definition and, and i think we have to be careful as a community about becoming overly stuffy about what we mean by the word science i've seen a lot of snooty comments about gridcoin you know, which I, I think we got to be careful about becoming too snooty as a community too, right? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, at, if the network succeeds, if Gridcoin succeeds, you know, eventually there will be multiple communities within the network and uh, you can go make your own snooty um, community within Gridcoin and always advocate for pure science. Uh, but we're not at that level yet. So at, for the time being, I think in general, we want to leave as many doors open as possible. And in specific, to me, Minecraft at Home is one of the most valuable Boink projects that exists right now, uh, on par with, if not exceeding, World Community Grid in terms of the number of people it brings into distributed computing and software engineering and uh, computer science. Like, it's, it's a very valuable project in my eyes. The, the number of people that have played the Minecraft game, which numbers in, in excess of 200 million people, dwarfs the number of people that have ever been involved in Boink period, which I think is about 5 million or something, and absolutely dwarfs the number of people that participate in Gridcoin. And if we're going to, you know, if we want to conduit to market and, and, and expose Gridcoin, Boink first and then Gridcoin second, to a younger group of people, this is, a, this is an ideal way to do it. And if it's done the right way where people get exposed to Minecraft and, you know, to the Minecraft at home project through Minecraft and then start to get introduced to harder science and, you know, other projects with Boink and Gridcoin alone, it, it serves as a conduit to Gridcoin, a very good one. And I think that people aren't looking at it that way. Number one, in and of itself, it's a valid, it's a valid exercise that I think meets the definition of what we want. But even setting that aside, the the draw that this I think will have is is incredibly important. Um, so there you go. Amen. Anyone else have any thoughts on it? Somebody's got to have thoughts. Yeah, I do. But we just said them so perfectly that they're just like, oh, <laughs> I don't need to share. Well, I will be honest. 
when I first saw the uh, Minecraft at Home poll come out, I was kind of skeptical about how the community would uh, accept it. And I'm actually quite surprised with how positively I've seen it accepted. I was kind of on the fence a little bit, but until uh, you, Duringo, put out what you were talking about with how SETI brought so many people into just even knowing what distributed computing was in the first place, I never actually looked at it at that point until you mentioned it. So I'm definitely on board with bringing the project on. Because yeah, and it, SETI it, at home, SETI at home was the project that got me in distributed computing too. I remember back in like, shit, I think I was seven or eight maybe on my parents' Pentium 4 uh, Windows XP computer with 256 megabytes of RAM trying to get that damn thing to run on there and make more than like, I don't remember what their RIC was at that point, but it was fun. I got to sit there and I watched that little graph with the screensaver they had just go up and down and I was like, man, I'm going to fucking find the Vulcans because I was a Star Trek nerd at the time. And, yeah, but I realized we don't really have a whole lot of projects like that with SETI gone and uh, most of the COVID projects kind of tapering down a little bit now at the, end of the <clears throat> at the end of the pandemic. So we don't really have a whole lot of those, you know, kind of eye-catchy grabbing projects to bring people back into the space. And Minecraft at Home definitely fills that, fills that niche. Yeah, and as Tong points out, he, he says, so it's our fresh marketing project. And it, it, I, yes, to an extent, but there's a second side to it too. We give as well. So yes, bringing Minecraft into our network will bring a lot of people uh, to Gridcoin, but we're also going to be introducing a lot of people to blockchain through Gridcoin, right? And a, a lot of us in this space are here for the blockchain future, regardless of what blockchain survives and what doesn't. A cryptographic future is very important. Uh, to a lot of people here. So uh, that we are giving that to the Minecraft community and the Minecraft uh, team. And we're introducing it to, we're introducing young people to it who are going to come in and say everything is wrong and then propose solutions because uh, hopefully that's what young people do. <laughs> right? So it's, it's not just that we're getting Gridcoin in front of the eyes of people. We're getting crypto in front of the eyes of people who might not have really been involved in it yet or experienced it yet. And we're giving them the tools to experience it by doing something they enjoy to do, uh, they enjoy doing. So that is valuable, at least from my perspective, uh, in a non-greedy to Gridcoin way. Uh, Ravon's saying the steady screensaver uh, is what kept him in, into Boink. Uh, it's so much tangible, so much more tangible than just a progression bar. Absolutely. And it, my, with Minecraft at home, you can go to the seed and find the tallest cactus. That's pretty tangible. I still don't think it's the same as a screensaver. It's diff, It's you need to engage more. But that's pretty cool that you can go and see your result. Like uh, Gregor is saying uh, that they're not against it but it's still locked into game. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, but their view on all projects would be to accept any project that has a decent goal, big or small, as long as they believe it could be great use for something. I think we keep aspect of it eligible to Gridcoin, right? So the, the, the question then in the way you're phrasing it is what makes something decent? Um, for example, I would not vote to whitelist a project seeking to create a better cure for balding. Uh, or like these are the examples I always use, right? Balding and Viagra, we spend more money on that than we do on curing cancer. Uh, so that to me is useless. Um, it's not useless, it has effects, but the it, it, compared to alternatives, 
I, I don't think that should be part of our network. I think that would take down the value. That would not be a decent goal. Uh, but this goal sounds decent to me because its goal, its expressed goal, is to bring people into distributed computing by introducing it to them through Minecraft. <laughs> Good point, Rajan. I've never thought about that way. Uh, Anand gives an example of a bad boink project here. It's a good example. Cracking passwords from leaked databases. Right? We could very well add that. It's a perfectly viable boink project. We could add that to the Gridcoin network. But you know what would be the result of that? People would probably not really want to use our network. They would be associated with that uh, harmful behavior. Uh, Toaststone says we should be an inclusive environment. Differing interest widens our culture and keeps us interesting. No one is forced to support Minecraft at home. That's another great point here. Bringing it into the network, even if you don't think it should be whitelisted, do you see the value of bringing it into the network? Because at the end of the day, you don't need to crunch it. Uh, you can stick to projects that aren't that uh, good point. For example, I don't think Colas Conjecture should be on the whitelist, but... Um, <laughs> I don't think it's enough to fight for it right now, but at the same I time, I, I just don't crunch it. I don't. Yeah. Uh, one of the projects we removed, actually, let's let's talk about it from this perspective, uh, is Moo Moo Wrapper, and I think that was starting that project. Someone here knows more about it than me for sure, but I think it was trying to crack encryption that wasn't used anymore or something like that. So, like, it was pretty useless. Um, that might be entirely wrong, though. So if someone knows more, correct me there. But, but we did end up removing that project. If I remember correctly, and I, I wasn't really paying much at the time, I, I think MooRapper was trying to, like, find, like, trying to, like, crack some hashing algorithm. And so it was just, like, doing a brute force, like, trying to find, like, a private key or something like that. I, I If Jim's paying attention, he probably knows but I think that was, it was really a point. Okay. The way at that point. Uh, Tongpu87, new face, good to see you, uh, says maybe they'll see uh, that they can get paid to do Minecraft at home and then get interested in something else. That's also a good point. Uh, so you bring someone into the network and then they're like, oh, Minecraft at home has been whitelisted. What the hell does that mean? And they see the 20 or whatever number of projects we have whitelisted right now, and they see them all and they're like, oh, I don't even know there was all these choices. Granted, anyone in the Minecraft community probably knows there are a lot of Boink projects out there because, like I said, they do do a great job in sort of uh, exposing people to the entire Boink ecosystem. Uh, Cirque, also new face, good to see you. Although you're not in the voice chat, so you guys with the freaking shadow accounts, freaking creepy. Uh, Cirque says, yeah, great thing about GRC is you can choose which projects you want to support and get GRC regardless. I think Minecraft at Home has some possible computer science applications. My opinion, it isn't objectively worse than something like Colat's Conjecture. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, Colat's Conjecture doesn't bring people into science in any shape or form. <laughs> uh, how about community-weighted projects? Like help Minecraft, but it doesn't get the same weight as Rosetta, for example. That's an interesting topic that opens up a can of worms that we're not going to get into today. Um, but weighted magnitude is something that has been discussed in the community for a long time and uh, I'm sure will become a topic of discussion again uh, later this year. Uh, don't be sorry. It's a great it's a great thought, and there are many different ways to implement it. I'm mainly trying to keep chocolate from going off on a tangent on this one here. <laughs> I saw your mic light up. Like, oh, he's going to pitch his proposal again. Uh, I'll just cough loudly. <laughs> 
Coleslaw says, and why wouldn't it get the same weight? Exactly. This is so. There's a lot of opinions when it comes to weighted magnitude. So we're not going to get into it here, uh, because the fact of the matter is that that's not going to happen right now. If it gets whitelisted, it's just going to be whitelisted as projects get whitelisted currently. Uh, but again, it's a very interesting thought. So uh, I would recommend bringing it up in the general channel here, or we'll talk about it next week or the week uh, in three weeks. Because it is, I, I love talking about that one. Yeah, I mean, look, there, obviously there are technical ramifications to that, and we've had those discussions a lot. I like Chaco's been involved in them too. But beyond that, there's also the organizational question of once you allow different weights to be assigned to di different proportions of the total magnitude, uh, total GRC awarded to be uh, allocated to each project, then we have to have a community governance approach to how that gets set, right? Right, right, right now it's simple because it's equal. Right. And, you know, if you if you provide that degree of freedom without having the appropriate governance structure in place to ensure that it's done correctly, it just creates chaos. So we have to be very careful. It's not just a technical problem. Yeah. So uh, I see people are still typing, so we'll let you keep going here. But it, it seems like a lot of people think there is value to Minecraft at home uh, and bringing it into the network. Um, I, I should point out. Regarding getting giving different magnets to Oh, you shouldn't. Well, it's too late. I already started. Uh, <laughs> very quickly, that if if we were to basically normalize our reward mechanism, then it wouldn't really we wouldn't really have to like like I don't really I don't think plus conjecture is rewarded, but it wouldn't be necessary to have a vote on it and kick it off the whitelist uh, if we um, if there were if the rewards were normalized. Because right, it, it wouldn't be binary. It would be the, placed on a marketplace. The the, the, the reason. It's so it's such a problem that it's rewarded is that people will get like six times more for lots conjecture for more popular projects like Community Grid, despite you know you know all things all else being equal, like the same amount of power being given to it. That that's where the problem starts. Okay, so Coleslaw brings up an interesting point here. They could care less uh, about searching for families, but I understand the interest of the science to some. So that's similar to the perspective of yeah, if you don't like. Uh, Minecraft at home, you don't need to crunch it. But if you understand what it's trying to do and you think that brings value to the network, uh, then you would want it whitelisted. So Prime Grid is not a project I crunch. I do love the community uh, that they've built. But the I, I understand how primes are valuable to science uh, from a mathematical and crypt, uh, cryptographic, cryptographic, cryptological? What, what word, what version of that word do I want there? I don't know. Uh, graphic. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I do understand their importance. So they, I think Prime Grid, for example, does bring value to the network, even though it's a project I'll probably never crunch because I'm more interested in other projects. Um, you bring up also the the perspective of diversification in the network. So I don't know if that's directly what you're saying, but you say with a tone here, uh, understand the topology topology of the internet is of little interest to me, uh, alluding to Athena there, uh, but I see where that could be more useful than say yet another protein folding project. So that's a good point. Would we whitelist another protein folding project right now? There are a lot on our network. Uh, does At some point, do you dilute that market? And it's just like we're, we're bringing value away, we're harming projects, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So Minecraft at home is novel. I think the novelty of a project is something worth talking about when discussing this whitelisted <laughs> position. Yes, it's free real estate. <laughs> I think they they finished their water project, didn't they? All right. Are there 
Ugh. The coffee just left my body, guys. We're done here. I'm going to go take a nap before Point Radio. Uh, are there any uh, other opinions here, particularly negative opinions on Minecraft at home, why we shouldn't add it to the whitelist? Uh, and cool. We'll wrap up here. Vote on the poll. Does anyone know offhand when the poll ends? I'll load up Gridcoin stats in the meanwhile. But March 8th, last I checked. Thank you. Uh, vote in the poll until March 8th. Uh, otherwise, have a great week, and we'll see you next week, Friday, 3.30 p.m., on the Gridcoin Discord server.